Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. This is Season 5, Episode 8, The Playbook. And it's a great episode. Sitting next to me to discuss it is our own Mel Swanka, Jen. Hello, everyone. Wait, so who's, <laughs> who's referring to me in this way? Other people. <laughs> Not me. Yeah, I was going to say, you have to keep calling me. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> No, it's it's just what people are saying about you. Oh, okay. Everyone just wants to sleep with you once. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky me, I guess. Hmm. Okay, we have a really good episode to cover and then a couple emails. One's really short and one's really long, so they'll probably even each other out. Sounds good. I don't really have anything to lead in. Jen and I have nothing interesting going on, just a lot of work, which... We could barely squeeze this podcast in this week, but because it was such a good episode, I was able to talk her into it. <laughs> if it was an episode that was we didn't care that much about, we probably would have had to wait till next week. But I am very impressed that this will be four weeks in a row that Yay. we've got one out. Good job, us. Uh, that's counting on me actually getting it out. It's a Wednesday tonight. That gives me... I've been getting them out a lot on Fridays because it's been taking me that long, whether we record Tuesday or Wednesday to get it out. We've just been really busy. I'm sure we make that joke all the time, but yeah, <laughs> it's been a rough week. We're going to recycle a lot of jokes tonight. <laughs> Probably. So we start off, oh, well, your thoughts on the playbook? I liked it. It was fun. Yeah. Didn't, I mean, I had a couple giggles. It wasn't like laugh out loud funny as I much as maybe I maybe weren't in the mood. No, but there's been times that I haven't been in the mood and the show's still been the show. <laughs> okay. I mean, there were definitely like a few giggles, but it just wasn't the the laugh riot I was expecting. Okay, we start off the episode in McLaren's. We get a little intro from narrator Ted about Barney, and we see Barney sitting at the bar in a scuba suit. Lily then approaches a girl at the bar and wants to know if the girl's interested in talking to Barney. She says no. Or she says, you know, were you going to go up and talk to him? And then she says, good, because he's the biggest jerk on the face of the earth, which is kind of a weird thing for an adult to say. <laughs> True. <laughs> the girl who turns out to be, I think, what would we say, Claire? Claire. Yeah. Claire wants to know how she knows him. Oh, he's one of my best friends. <laughs> right. This was kind of stolen from Seinfeld, where... Oh, yeah. <laughs> where, Elaine. The lane George. where George is the bad boy, and she's talking <laughs> badly about him to her employee... He's a bad seed, a terrible seed. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, how do you know him? Oh, he's one of my best friends. <laughs> Did you recognize Claire? Sarah Wright? Yep. Millicent from <laughs> Millicent Parks and Rec. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think you would have noticed that, so I, was, I had that locked and loaded. Ah. <laughs> I was about to say it. So if you watch Parks and Rec, she is Jerry's daughter who dates the Rob Lowe character for a little bit. More might happen with her. We're only through season three right now, so... Oh, we're on season five. Oh, are we? <laughs> okay. I get everything mixed up because we're watching so many shows. Right. Yeah, I thought we were almost done with Parks and Rec, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's hard to remember what season of what rewatch we're doing. They turn this into, this is, there's a couple ways people respond to a breakup. One is Robin, who says she's just going to concentrate on her career. And then the, all, the opposite is Barney, who's going to throw himself onto every woman in New York City, which is sort of a one-line Bleeding into another. Right. So, yeah, basically Barney's back, the Barney that we have known for all previous seasons prior to his relationship with Robin. 
Barney said since he started dating Robin, there's something he's been missing. and or The thing he hasn't been using yeah, as much. Yeah, right. It wouldn't make, even make much sense if it was his penis because he at least was having a fair amount of sex with Robin. But, yeah, but that's what they're trying the to make us think. <laughs> remember towards the end he was like... Rather eat pizza. Yeah. yeah. Thank God that's mostly over. But it starts <laughs> off trying to make us think of that until yeah. they get into kind of leathery and it's black. Everyone's faces are very confused at this point. Right. And it's his playbook. The infamous playbook. And it contains every scam, con, hustle, hoodwink, gambit, flimflam, stratagem, and bamboozle Barney has ever used or hopes to use. Yeah. I like I like all the <laughs> I like all the synonyms he has for a scam. <laughs> I do too, it's funny. And I love Marshall here. You wrote another <laughs> book? We got a we got a regular Stephen King over here. Right. That might be my favorite line, just because of the way Marshall <laughs> delivers it. Delivery. And I don't know if you saw like Lily kind of like looks at him and kind of like smiles at him, like hey, you tried. So I guess the other book is the Bro Code. Yeah. Okay. That, that's my guess anyway. So Barney talks about how all his plays are in there, like the don't drink that. And I like that every play has like. A little a storybook. Yeah, a card with, like, fancy cursive writing and, like, this it's nice playing, music. Playing Mozart's <laughs> Turkish March. Thank you. I knew you would know what it was. <laughs> yeah, you've heard me play that plenty on the piano. Oh, I know. I just couldn't remember what it was called. <laughs> but I knew you looked, so I didn't look it up. <laughs> so the first scam is called the Don't Drink That. I think this one might actually work. Yes. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Barney approaches the girl at the bar, stops her from drinking her first sip of her drink, saying, don't drink that. Somebody put something in there. She wants to know who. Points at Ted. Ted gets tackled. Has, Ted gives like a little friendly wave from the other <laughs> side of the bar. Yeah, and then gets tackled. <laughs> Poor Ted. I mean, they know Ted there well enough that that shouldn't have gone down, but it was funny. Right. And then one that <laughs> I don't think would work, but Marshall does. <laughs> This is Stinspire. Yeah, Marshall this is so, really like this one. Yeah, this is so ridiculous, but it is funny. <laughs> that they're in a sorority house and they need to get a house mother. For then, lewd behavior, because they were at lewd behavior last semester. So then we get a... Barney dresses a missed out fire. And does the, hello! <laughs> Marshall says... Can't picture a way that wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to be introduced to the Lorenzo Van Matt... Van Matt... Ugh. Then we're going to be introduced to the Lorenzo von Matterhorn. Barney does a lot of, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> right. And we get the same routine every time. This is what you'll need. Do you have that? Good. Yeah, and I'm trying to figure out, like, is this actually written in the playbook? Like, I think that's... Because I, I think the so. closed captioning had it in quotes. So I was like, oh, maybe this is actually, like, word for word out of the playbook. It would make sense. This yeah. is what you'll need. <laughs> and it almost is written as though anybody could use this playbook, not right. just Barney. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's always like, do you have this? Good. It's going to be his grand return to the stage, which resembles his bed, which is like a stage. And we cut to McLaren's. Marshall wants to know if Robin's getting back out there, too. Where's her playbook? I like her line. <laughs> Two-volume set right here. Ted chimes in. With, it's a great read, actually. Lily's <laughs> reading them right now. <laughs> she's repeats she's taking a break. And then we get, a, a, I think, a pretty good running gag from oh, yeah. Marshall and Ted. Yeah, this is All really about good. totally going to get married. <laughs> she gets so mad about it, but they just keep running right through it. Earlier when Ted correctly guessed what Mel Swanka means. Mm-hmm. Barney says, circle gets a square, which is a re- reference to Hollywood squares. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting 
Oh, the pyramid. <laughs> yeah, Ted saying, okay, we play in pyra- the pyramid. They really went after a couple old school game show references here. Right. Sometimes they do this where they have a few things that have a theme. That, can't, that couldn't have been by accident. Right. So then they run down a list of people who said that they're just going to focus on something else and not relationships. Right. They have three examples of people that they know. <laughs> that, yeah, Robin tries to interject and they just, again, run all over her. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, someone in law school who ends up meeting their husband, a bartender, backup bartender, who ends, was just going to concentrate on as a Star Trek fan fiction and then gets married. I like how they're dressed as Star Trek Star characters Trek in, their, in their wedding. <laughs> And someone named Matthew Blitz. They really like. They must have a good friend named Blitz because they right. like using the Blitz as a reference in this show. Was Blitz the other guy's last name, or that was it was no? Name? That was a nickname. Okay, that's what I thought. His name was Steve. I don't know if we knew his last name. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Remember at the end? Oh, that's right. Like, the Blitz was the thing. My name's not from... Blitz. It's Steve. <laughs> that's right. I forgot the Blitz passed from person to person. Oh, but maybe it was initially named after someone. Yeah, it was. Okay, so, yeah, maybe was it this guy? No, probably not the same guy. Yeah, there was an original Blitz, but definitely not this guy, because they were going pretty far back, I think, in their college history. Yeah, that's true. So this guy's an accountant. He's going to just focus on this year's taxes, and then um, civil union, city union, and plan on getting married, pending passage of legislation, currently on the floor of the New York State Senate. I like that all of them got married within six months. <laughs> People really rushing into things. We get a lawyer of nature by Marshall. <laughs> that did make me laugh. I love Ted's, I'd love to have no interest in a relationship. There's no way I'd be single right now if I wanted to be single. <laughs> and this is where There's Lily... There's kind of some truth behind this. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah, you weren't trying to find a girlfriend. I was trying to do the opposite, yeah. <laughs> I did not want a girlfriend. At that time. If only someone had warned you that having that attitude. (laughs) Right now, someone's telling the story of Steve, who didn't want a girlfriend. (laughs) Been married now. (laughs) Coming on 10 years. Lily has someone to fix Ted up with. She says he's ready now. Now, I'm surprised they didn't reference this as a follow-up to last week's matchmaker comment by Lily. Oh, yeah. That is a They could have weaved that in. I like that Lily has had this girl, like, just waiting for three years. Yeah, the, the three years thing <laughs> so makes long. no sense. You could argue that he was with Stella for a little while in that three And then gap. needed some time. Well, three years, because what are we? We're on season five, so yeah, him and Robin would have been long done. Yeah. Or just done. Yeah, and then Stella and some recovery time. But yeah, I think it probably could have happened sooner. But I do like that, you know, we do get... She tried, or she was going to introduce them, and then Ted was just acting like an idiot, so she <laughs> pretended not to. Yeah, he wants to know why he's just hearing about her now, and they do a flashback to McLaren's where she's bringing Shelly in to meet Ted, and as she's going to introduce her to him, he's sitting at the at their usual booth with Marshall <coughs> with half a dozen chinked figures stuffed in his mouth. So, I mean, Lily was just going to spring this, like she didn't want to give Ted a heads up. <laughs> like, she clearly gave Shelly the heads up. yeah. Shelley's played by Eva Murray, who is Susan Sarandon's daughter in real life. Cool. And you may have seen her in such things as the movie Saved, Californication. She was on for a season. Had some really hot sex scenes in it, too. I think she's extremely attractive. I don't remember her on Californication. She was when he started teaching as a professor, creative writing as a professor at whatever school they were near. She was one of his students, and he ended up sleeping with her. 
Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, well, we only saw it once through, so. Yeah, true. I only remember it because it was her, and I've always liked her. Hmm. She also had a small cameo on Friends. When Susan Sarandon was on Friends as one of Joe's oh, yeah, yeah. Days of Our Lives co- co-stars, who is famous for slapping people, <laughs> the, her introduction scene is her slapping another character on Days of Our Lives, right. and it's actually played by Eva Murray. <laughs> Forgot about that, too. Who I think is playing her daughter in the Days of Our Lives episodes. So. That would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Ted ruined this setup with the chicken finger debacle. He's got a good with his mouth full. That girl's pretty cute. <laughs> right. Lily says she still is. I don't like this next line. Slowly says, and now you're ready. Marshall says, bro, now you can fit like three times as many chicken fingers in your mouth. <laughs> I liked it because it was stupid. <laughs> oh, Jen. And it doesn't make any sense. This is why no one wants to call you after they sleep with you the first time. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> I reeled you in sometimes. <laughs> so. Now you have to deal with all my bad jokes. <laughs> well, you weren't a mom then. Oh, is that the difference? Yeah. <laughs> they only have to spend like an hour with Tyler to know they don't want to call you again after. Oh. I love him, but man, he will wear somebody out. <laughs> okay. Do you ever think he's going to listen back to this and be like, hey? <laughs> <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> we already talked about how he's taking these recordings to his therapist when he gets older. <laughs> right. Clearly. So Ted is at the bar waiting for her, and she never shows up. And we cut to. But did you notice he was sitting there with a, like a plastic? Yeah, I did fingers? actually. I wrote that down. I forgot <laughs> to say it. I liked that. You don't see a lot of adults eating chicken fingers as much. I guess in a bar you don't, don't have a lot of choices. But they're so good. Like I'm never unhappy with chicken fingers. I guess so. Yeah, they're just so basic. They are. I mean, let's see how many times you can insult me in this podcast. <laughs> I didn't say you're basic, although you do like basic foods I do. the most. And by default, you're saying they're basic, and I just said I You're like very them. meat and potatoes when it comes to food. <laughs> they have a little back and forth in the teacher's lounge as <laughs> a follow-up to this, where, you know, you should feel terrible. I do feel terrible. You should. You should. And then she says she doesn't, because she got there an hour early, which... Why? Yeah, that's a little bit too fortuitous for Barney and for this story to work. True. She had to get there way before Ted. And I like Lily right away. And you met him at McClure's. Yeah, immediately. Her suspicious. face. <laughs> so suspicious. Yeah, right at the bar. What's his name? She just already knows. Right. Now, I was trying to figure out the timeline of this. So has she already heard the, the Lorenzo Von Matterhorn is a thing? Or they're just reading it now and now she's flashing back to? Because I think that's what. She's just... I don't think Lily was in the room when he says he's gonna his return to stage is gonna be the Lorenzo Van Matterhorn, was she? Oh no, maybe she was, but it doesn't matter. Well, I thought they were at the bar talking about this. Or no, they were at the apartment. Yeah. Yes, Lily was still there. So Lily did hear about it, I think. But it doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't hurt the timeline. No, I was just trying to it. figure out, like, yeah, when when did this all happen? Like, did she hear the party was gonna do this and then realized that she he did it to her coworker. So we get Lily popping into Barney saying, you son of a bitch. And to be fair, Barney way. didn't do this on purpose. It just was a coincidence. Except he did. He didn't know it was her, though. He didn't intentionally, like, try to steal Ted's date. I think he just hit on the girl at the bar and it just happened to be Ted's date. I th- Let's get to the end, because when he explains the whole scuba 
scuba diver thing, mm-hmm. it does involve getting Lily mad at first because that's what prompts Lily to take his book. Mm. So I think she he did know that. I feel like he didn't know that she was hooking him up with Ted, but that there was a but that it was her friend because he had to piss her off. I thought well, it was just a meddlesome friend was the only <laughs> criterion. We'll circle back to this yeah. because it, it gets explained at the end. Okay. So I like Lily's yelling at him that she's had Shelly set aside for three years. <laughs> Barty says, Ted was not missing out. She's brainy, annoying, kind of boring in the sack. Oh, I guess she would have been good. I guess she would have been perfect for Ted. And so, yeah, he does say that, you know, had I known she was there to meet Ted, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, he says that here, but right. let's wait, because that might not be true. Right. So he's bragging about how he pulled off the Lorenzo Van Manderhorn. Right. Which leads to the question of what is Lorenzo Von Yeah. Turkish March. And you see, he, he does the whole, this is what you'll need. You need mm-hmm. basic knowledge of website design, which I've done it for this podcast. It's not easy. <laughs> a very unique fake name, I guess, so that you're not getting lost in a mix right. of names of other people on Google. Think of your fake name right now. Have you got it? Good. (laughs) (laughs) And look for a girl with a real nice phone. And this really dates this episode. Because he's looking at a girl's breasts. No, no, because every phone phone would do this now. Yeah, because yeah, this is 2010 when maybe not everybody has internet on their phone, or if you do, maybe it's really slow. And then like later, he says, "Do an internet search," or she'll do an internet search (laughs) for Lorenzo von Matterhorn. I guess now they just say she'll Google. Yeah. Although that's free advertisement. Barney goes to the bar to Shelly. Yeah, it's me. Do I know you? I'm Lorenzo Van Manor. And then he plays the whole, oh, it's so refreshing you don't recognize me. <laughs> right. And then make sure she understands how to spell the name <laughs> and goes away. And then she looks him up. and So she sees a whole bunch of stories online about him. I do notice that only one of his pictures has his classic pose. Oh, with his yeah. hand on the tie in it. The others are, are different. That's funny. But it includes things that like him being a reclusive billionaire, taking a balloon trek to the North Pole, and then a heartbreaking story of doctors telling him his penis reduction service surgery isn't an option. And so I did look. All of these websites are still up. Okay. <laughs> in case anyone wanted to read the articles. <laughs> and then, you know, you return and... Ask her out. And, and she, of course, says yes. Right. I'm not sure I liked her. Oh, Lorenzo. What he asked about the co- price of coffee on her way out. Right. What's coffee go for these days? $50? Now, this next exchange between Lily and Barney is really good because Barney it turns really it around is. on her. You didn't have to hurt her. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lily I mean, says she's Barney's inconsolable. Barney says, why would she be? Lorenzo, Lorenzo's balloon won't disappear over the Arctic for another week. <laughs> right. She'd only be upset if someone told her it was a bunch of lies. And then we cut to Lily and Shelly talking and Shelly asking, it was all just a bunch of lies? Yeah. And Lily confirming. All but the laser tech competition, but that was not at the Vatican. <laughs> but I love her. Lies! And then Barney, cut back to Barney, he's just aghast. My God. <laughs> I hope you're happy with yourself. You broke that girl's heart. <laughs> She'll probably never trust a guy again. You ruined her for Ted, not to mention Julio Van Matterhorn, Lorenzo's twin brother. <laughs> She's trying to run another twin brother trick on a girl right. again. <laughs> and Lily's, you know, telling everybody about this and tells Ted, I bet she'd still go out with you. 
I didn't care for the hell no harmonies. No, I didn't really like that part. I thought it was okay. Lily asks Robin if this is bugging her. Robin says, not really. Um, anybody that falls for these things kind of deserve it. Marshall <laughs> agrees that we get introduced to the NASA. <laughs> Convinces a girl that he works for... Secret NASA? Yeah, it's NASA, and she wants to know if he goes to the moon. Well, not the moon that you're familiar with, but I have been to the smoon. Robin has a good smoron line <laughs> <Right>. from there. <laughs> <laughs> Lily tries to talk Barney out of going through with these gambits. She says, I like her line, you're a real boy now. You, can go back to the, you can't go back to these cheap tricks. <laughs> In his response, cheap tricks. Not one of these is a cheap trick. Except for the cheap trick. <laughs> Which is just cutting to him and with long rocker style hair saying to a girl at the bar, I'm the bass player for cheap trick. <laughs> right. I think the writers of the show like cheap trick. This is the second time it's coming up. Oh, is it? Remember the song that Ted plays in season one with Trudy? And it was oh, a cheap yeah. trick song. Okay. And we were like, We've never heard of this song. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I remembered that. I just didn't know if there was like a mention. Of them again that you were talking about. He says this evening he's going to he's got to go. He's going to be performing the he's not coming, hmm. and that's on the observation deck of the Empire State Building. This is clearly mimicking the themes around the movies and Affair to Remember and Sleepless in Seattle. Right, but I think this one could almost work too. Maybe this one seems realistic to me. <laughs> you want to try these out now, don't you? <laughs> No, just the the model line that Marshall came up with. <laughs> it works because it's flattering. <laughs> we keep saying that we're gonna. I'm gonna do that one night when we go out. Oh, yeah. And see how a woman responds to it. <laughs> oh boy, I can't wait to watch that. <laughs> we'll report back. We have a date night Saturday night, so <laughs> we had a date night a few weeks ago, and we got into a big fight during it, and then no, ruined date night. Don't shatter the illusion. <laughs> that we're the sweetest couple ever. And it completely ruined date night, so we're doing a redo (laughs) on Saturday to make sure that, uh, first of all, there was a meal that I love at this restaurant, and I couldn't eat it because I was upset. It was such a waste. It was a rough night. And then we missed missed the movie we're going to go to because we wanted to talk. And now the movie's not even Even out anymore. anymore. It'll it'll be on cable soon. (laughs) But yes, date night redo with Steve now hitting on people. Yeah, now now I'm going (laughs) to... Well, you did accuse me of flirting with the waitress at the Clyde's, but that was when Tyler was with us. You said I had a sound in my, my a tone you in my voice. Were, that was you were, yes. That's not what we got into the fight about, though. <laughs> no, not, even, not at all. So the he's not coming works, or so we so we think. Right, but you know he strikes out a few times before he lands on somebody. Yeah, it's a good bit. It's a it's a good scene. We keep seeing Robin leave during some of these conversations, which is going to come back around in a. Somewhere later in this season. Right. Not too far from now, I don't think. That's the one with J-Lo. I oh, think. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I forgot That's about a good that. One. That is a good one. Yeah, so Robin's going out to get the paper. <laughs> Ted and Marshall again are <laughs> going more like, back and forth. More like, go get a husband. She's getting upset again, and I like Ted's. When you pick up the newspaper, be sure to check the wedding announcement for yours. Right. And then Marshall goes into this long tangent about frozen waffles. Yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. You always... <laughs> you can never find something when you're looking for it, but you know that you saw it recently when you weren't looking for it. 
Then it, yeah, then it gets a little weird with him asking her to go get frozen waffles. It goes on too long. <laughs> Barney's going to be Tyler <laughs> when he's older. Oh, because he does like the frozen waffles. He does like frozen waffles. Barney busts in with a code red. Somebody took the playbook. <laughs> like, and I think we know, we all know who's responsible for this. We do? Al Qaeda. <laughs> and Lily just admits you it was idiot, her. idiot, it was me. And <laughs> we got another, you son of a bitch. So the girl, Claire's asking that the girl, what about the girl in the Empire State Building? Lily confides that it was a friend of hers, an actress. We get a little inside baseball here at Barney saying, of course, that explains her impeccable diction and her sluttiness. Right, so did she actually commit to the bit fully to sleep with him to get the playbook? If she was, if he's calling her slutty, I'm guessing she slept with him. (laughs) Right, real commitment. And Lily is threatening to put the playbook on the internet. But she says she will not as long as he agrees to no more scams, no more cons, no more hustles, no more hoodwinks, no more gambits, no more stratagems, and no more bamboozles. I know she left out flim flams. No flim flams! She has a good memory (laughs) to remember all those versions. I know. So good. Um, I guess Robin's flipping through the playbook and... Finds the Ted Mosby. <laughs> right. I got left at the altar. I like, I like in the flashback to it, he's wearing a Ted-like flannel shirt. <laughs> I have that, that too. too. And actually in the trivia I saw, it was actually the exact outfit that Ted wore. Like I think maybe when he saw them on the ferry or something after she had left him. <laughs> and so Ted's initially... Wait, what? The trivia said that, like, the outfit that he has on is actually the outfit Ted was wearing that day. He didn't see them on the ferry. Robin did. I don't know. He was wearing it at some point. And he was wearing a tux at that point. Yeah. I don't know. That's what the trivia said. Do you want me to look up the exact wording of it? No, because they're idiots. (laughs) I mean, we might have to go back to it and find out. Um, But Ted is initially aghast at this and then wonders if it'll work. Let me get a weird one of a genie. Yes. Barney has a genie saying that if you rub his penis, it grants wishes. Clearly this didn't happen because furniture starts dancing in the <laughs> right. telling of this. <laughs> Marshall points out, it's no Mrs. Stinsfire. <laughs> it's, not very, it's not very well thought out. It's no Mrs. Stinsfire. <laughs> right. Claire wants to know what happened in real life next. A few hours later, Barney enters the apartment in a scuba suit. And makes an announcement that he will be at McLaren's performing a play out of the playbook entitled The Scuba Diver. And then he just leaves. Right. Lily's going to put the playbook on the internet, and then I like, can you put the... He starts to marshal. Put the on the internet? <laughs> Sounds like you. Like, he'd say something, I'm going to do this, and then turn to me, honey, can you go do this? Exactly. <laughs> Marshall says yes, but wait, there's no play called The Scuba Diver in the playbook. So now everybody's over... At Barney's booth, wanting to know what the scuba diver The pace is. of this episode is really good. There's really mm. no wasted scenes. Yeah, agreed. He says, when they ask him, he says, you're about to see... He won't tell them, but they're about to see it. Right, so he identifies he's going to hit on the blonde girl at the bar. To Zargit, a quizired. Yeah, I can do without that. I, I kind of like that. I also like when she bugs him more. He goes, give it a rest, pest. <laughs> yeah, I knew you liked that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a weird back and forth now about Robin loving the playbook. Right. So I think I it's one of those, don't. you know, Barney just being so off base with something or, because he wants it to be true. Or he's trying to set up the whole, oh, I didn't know this was bothering you. Oh. So it's part of his okay. bamboozle. True. Okay. That makes sense. 
So, yeah, Robin kind of talks about what she's feeling, like they just broke up, and I guess, you know, she doesn't go into too much detail, but it, yeah, gives Barney the opportunity to self-reflect, or so we think. Right. And that brings us back to the beginning. Claire still wants to know why he's wearing the scuba gear. And Marshall, we don't know. It's killing us, Claire. It's killing us. <laughs> right. So they go to ask him. And introduce Claire. Right. And Barney says, I'm Lieutenant Frank Lyman. I train bomb-sniffing dolphin. And then he cuts into his self-reflective crap. Right. And it was just, the playbook was just to take his mind off things. And everyone's commiserating with him. Right. Robin agrees. You know, says that she's sworn off relationships. Marshall and Ted again. She's getting married. Gotta work on my toes. Gotta work on And Robin, I will bang your heads together with coconuts. <laughs> Just the intensity with which she says, I like love it. <laughs> and then Lily and Robin go to bat for Barney. He sort of pulls the old, after all that you've heard about me, I mean, would you even be willing to go get coffee with me? And they talk her into it, more or less. Oh, There's also so a dumb. can of Pringles in his. <laughs> that would not fit. I do not see how that's working. No. That, I, I, yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, somehow they all convince Claire that this is a good idea. Which they should know better. And then after he, she leaves with him, they do one of these, just like last week, a sentimental roundup that turns out completely <laughs> wrong. Right. Lily gets a text, look under the table. It's a page from the playbook. It's the scuba diver. So let's, let's run through this. Let's unpack this. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Step one, tell a meddlesome, meddlesome female friend about the playbook. Two, run a play on one of her coworkers, making her so angry she steals it. All right, you got me. And then the scuba suit... Um, and here's the tricky part. Give them a spiel about deep-seated insecurities, which don't exist because you're awesome. <laughs> then Lily talks you up with a girl who agrees to go to coffee with you, and it is on. Well, they like in the middle Everyone's of it. face <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone's at this point is just, I don't know how to describe it. They just realize that they've they just realize been that Bruce Willis. They just realize that Bruce Willis is a ghost. <laughs> right. No, this was brilliant. They they yeah. had to work oh, yeah. this story backwards, but oh, of course, it, it just it, it just all fits so well, and it's one of those episodes where you think Barney might be the greatest genius of all time, right? It, I'm getting hints of like game night. I'm just like, I think Barney just won game night. Yeah, it very <laughs> much felt that way, where he really played the long game mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, and I did like in the middle of it where he says, your friend, let's call her Lily. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a little teasing at the end about guys walking to the bar, maybe being the one for Robin and then a woman. Oh, but before that, the Ted Mosby works. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That doesn't really go anywhere. No, but that was funny. No one's walking in the door that Robin's interested in, even the, the hottie female at the end. And then Robin goes to work and enters Don. <laughs> right. Very handsome, introduces himself. And Seems then, normal at this point. Right. Which and will then, change. Right. And then we get Robin, damn it, Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> she seems to know right away. Mm-hmm. He's just her type somehow. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I think this would have been better if they ended up together, but. Yeah, they seemed a good fit. Right. And it would have went with the whole theme of what they were talking about and said it's just like another doomed relationship, but. Okay, where do you think I rank this? Oh, let's see. I'm going to go with 20. Actually, 17, but you were very close. Oh, I almost picked 17. 
I noticed because I... 17. What's the significance of that number? <laughs> Wasn't that the, when Robin's trying to be Lotto Girl? Oh. Or is the number wrong? Why'd you say it that way? <laughs> I thought it was 17. Maybe. <laughs> All right, 17, 5.8. Yeah, no, this has a lot of stuff that we repeat. The smoon. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else. Or I do feel like there's a lot from this episode that we copy. At any rate, uh, my favorite joke, I think is again, I'm going to stick with the Marshalls, Stephen King. <laughs> I'm going to go with the whole smoon, snassa, <laughs> smoron. My least favorite's going to be the fitting three times as many chicken fingers in your mouth. Mine's going to be the Mil Swankas. Hmm. We're really crossing each other tonight. <laughs> okay, we have two emails to read. One from a person who's written to us for a few times. One from a person that's written to us a few times and one from a new writer. Yay! I'll do the voice of the... Actually, I'll do the voice of the man, the woman this time. You do the voice of the man. Sure. Let's switch what? gender roles. Like we do sometimes in the... Never mind. <laughs> we talk way too much about our sex life on this podcast. But only 50% of it's joking. <laughs> and you get to figure out which half. <laughs> All right, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Uh, you go first. All right, this is Boston Kennedy again. Nice to hear from you. Hey guys, I'm sure you've already been asked about this, but just in case, I'd love to know what you two think about Jason being open to a season 10. I honestly don't know how it would work. Would it have to be set in the future? I'm only down for it just for them to fix the ending and have Barney and Robin get back together. Maybe a limited series would be the best for this. Yeah, so I had seen that. that um, for anybody that's not familiar, Jason Siegel supposedly had said that yeah, he's open to a season 10, and I think it was, was it the director... I think it was Pamela Fryman, who I think was one of the the director of the show, had, was doing an interview after the end of How I Met Your Father and was saying that she kind of pushes from time to time for a season 10 to happen with the cast and that he's always you know, enthusiastic about saying that he would be involved. We didn't get any information if anybody else would be interested. Yeah, and, it, you know, it's it's hard to see where it would go. I mean, I guess we're in 2022. I think this, the show was set in 2030 in the like the future scenes, right? So we'd still in the kind of... 2030s. Yes. I don't think 2030. Well, you might be right. It might be 2030. I thought it was. But yeah, so I mean, I guess there is some story that could be told cuz maybe the mother hasn't died yet. So maybe there could be something. Maybe we see see people want to try and fix. Right. I don't I don't want to do it to try and fix anything with the finale. If they're going to do it, maybe see how Ted and Robin, how he kind of goes back to her and gets that going in a more... Right, so then that's another future. And I think, you know, in that final season, we got a lot of, like, the group drifted apart. So, yeah, it might be kind of hard. I mean, unless, yeah, we're rewriting what's happening. I definitely don't want them to pull a Roseanne versus the Connors thing where the ending doesn't matter anymore. They're just pulling it all back. Right. Where Dan dies of a heart attack and she was just writing the story as a as an author and yeah, it was you, yeah it, did you watch that the Connors yeah I watched the first like two episodes of the Connors oh, okay. but they just kind of erased everything that happened at the end and then Will and Grace tried to do that too oh yeah that's right I don't like that don't do that yeah but so it's hard like yeah when when writers kind of paint themselves into a corner because they think a show's ending and didn't foresee like all these revivals. Mm-hmm. Coming back into play. So, you know. I think there's some comedy. And certainly, 
it would lift our listenership <laughs> right. and us doing a recap of it. Right. Um, and I think actually in one of the things that I had seen about this, you know, possible season 10, there's something saying like how I met your father was like, is either the first or the second most streamed series. You're kidding me. I know. I was like, wow. Okay. Like maybe we need to keep going. I mean, we're going to anyway, but yeah, we haven't, yeah. we haven't been real good about watching with any consistency. Yeah, we've, we've been so busy this week, we barely had time to do this, much less right. watch that. But I guess we could have last night when we were... I, just, I didn't think we'd have time to do this tonight, so I didn't want yeah, to watch it last night. Yeah, maybe we could have watched if, it during lunch. If we were potentially only going to podcast on Thursday or not at all this week. But. Right. But yeah, I was really surprised. I was like, okay, look, people must like this. All right, well, I'm going to read the next email... Or shmeemail. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I put an SH or smeemail. <laughs> it should just Shmimail? be a flat S. Because it's secret. Shmimail. It's a secret email? Maybe you shouldn't read it. This is from Heather. It's a little long, but she's making up for lost time. Yes. Hi, Steve and Jen. Hi, Heather. Good start. <laughs> Solid. First off, thanks for the podcast. You're welcome. Literally, I literally just binge listened to the entirety over the last three or four weeks. No judgment, please. Who would ever judge you for that? I am just so baffled. Like, I mean, because obviously, I, I think everybody does this. Like, everybody has the podcast that they like jump into and realize, like, oh, there's like seasons and seasons worth or years worth, and do like that deep binge. And like, it's just so weird to me that people do that with our podcast. Yeah, people can listen to that much of us. <laughs> it's awesome. I recently finished my third watch of How I Met Your Mother and was searching for a podcast to hear some insights on the show. I was a senior in high school when the show premiered, and I know I didn't watch it immediately. But one summer, I started renting seasons of shows at the video store. A what? <laughs> Ask your parents. And decided to catch myself up Himian. I finished out the series in real time, and Hot Take was never a fan of the finale. I love the show and rewatched a few years ago on Netflix and na- and just now on Amazon Prime. I still get upset with the final two or three episodes, and I'm looking forward to hearing your take on how the show unfolds. I was never a fan of the Ted and Robin as a couple, probably because she's immediately revealed to be aunt, not aunt, she writes. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> at a girl. Robin. And the show is presumably about finding the mother. I just could never support those two because they wanted completely different things, and I was constantly frustrated with Ted for not just letting her go. He held a torch for her for way too long, in my opinion. I agree with you that seasons three, four, five are some of the best. Uh, yeah, I didn't like the Ted revisiting her in the last season, his feelings for her. I, I just right. thought it didn't work. It's been too long. It didn't play for very good humor. I don't know. Was it supposed to be funny? It's a sitcom. I I mean, well, I just I don't know. I I think the parts that I remember because again we've really only watched season nine once, like when it was originally airing, and I remember it being like fairly like sentimental and emotional. I remember there being a lot of humor in that, but again, it's been a while since I've watched it. We'll we'll, we'll check in a couple years, (laughs) right? So after that, here's just a few comments I have on your last couple episodes. In the Sexless Innkeepers, you guys mentioned your son sleeping with a balloon, and I laughed hysterically because in, I believe, season nine, Marshall stops at Ted's mom's for the night 
and she gives him a picture of young Ted and his best friend, a balloon. Oh my god! I totally forgot that? about that. <laughs> That's such a good <laughs> pool. Thank you, Heather. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that was a thing for kids. I'm not watching How I Met Your Father, but I did see the thing about the swords, and I kind of didn't buy that. There's a scene in the episode when Ted babysits Marvin and takes him on all these first adventures, and that in the that that in the future, Lily and Marshall babysit Penny and are going to get her ears pierced or something. Anyway, hanging in Ted's entryway are the swords. I just see the swords as something Ted would never sell. Hmm, interesting point. In dual citizenship, tantrum is definitely a stand-in for surge. Yes. Did you say that? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember surge. No? Mm-mm. Hmm. Best part of bagpipes, tell Ted yelling, horse apples. <laughs> you, and me, you and me both, sister. <laughs> Which I have to think is the kind of saying horse feathers like a stand-in for saying bullshit. Okay, that's all I have for now. Again, thanks for the podcast and condolences on losing your mom. Oh. Thank you. I will patiently wait for new episodes since I can't binge anymore. Well, you got two as of this one since you wrote <laughs> this. So, Yay, well thanks so much for listening, Heather, and for writing in. Yeah, very thoughtful, long email that we very much appreciated and it's a real spirit boost for us to know that we are bingeable and don't right. get on people's nerves after a couple <laughs> recordings Yay. Jen let people know where they can write to us and find us you can write to us at runklerecaps at gmail.com on twitter at runklerecaps on instagram underscore how I met your podcast underscore I wonder if I should stop promoting those because we don't do anything with them but we definitely check our email mm-hmm and we do have a website that we also don't do much with, RunkleRecaps.com. Well, I post all the episodes on the website, okay. and that feeds into the okay. podcasting streams. There we go. And people could comment on there. They just, I think, th- I think those websites were set up to do it like this before there were so many ways to access right. podcasts. Sure. I think people just send people directly to their website for them to listen to their podcasts, and now, right now, there's all these the streaming services players. made it yeah made it much easier. All right, with that, what do we have next week? I think we have Slapsgiving 2. I'll take you. That's what came up when I went into Hulu to watch the episode since you had already watched it. And I think that's the one with Mickey, isn't it? Mm -hmm. With her dad. That's a good one. With all his board games. Right. Okay. I can't remember anything else about it. No, I don't know if there's much I feel like it's sort of all about him. Yeah, that's the only thing coming to mind for me, but we'll see next week. Okay. And with that, until next week, thanks for listening, everyone. Bye, everybody.